Hello, welcome to Reversal of the Muse. My name's Laura Marling. And for those of you just joining us, this is a series of conversations that I've been having with various people, mostly women, working in and around studios and musicians and the music industry, talking about female creativity and how it is being nurtured, particularly in the context of the very male-dominant environment of um, studio and music industry in general. So today I'm talking with Shura, and Shura is a London-based musician, and I had heard Shura's music in the last couple of years, and in the last year or so I've, I've got to know her a bit, and she's fantastic. She is around my age and is a very, obviously a very different musician to me. She's just a lovely person and had some interesting things to say about the embodiment of gender and um, its relation to creativity. And also joining us later on in the podcast is Marika Hackman, who is another phenomenal musician about my age, London-based, and uh, we have a good old matter about her uh, experience of her first album release and how that was received and what some people chose to focus on about Marika. Because when I discovered Marika's music, I was so blown away perhaps because she seemed close to my genre, I sort of felt a bit intimidated by her existence in in the best possible way. And I was really interested to see how the process of making her album and then having it released and all the stuff that goes around that would be. And I was, I, I, I mean, she made an incredible album and she's making another incredible album. And I feel like the incredibleness of her artistry was somewhat lost in the way that she was received by um, the media. I'm not sure I'm the best person to have an objective judgment on that because I was particularly focused on her career and I don't really focus on anybody else's career. But I took particular interest in her, so I wanted to discuss that a bit with her and how she felt about that. So here you go. Please come and see us again at Reversal of the Muse. I picked up a guitar when I was 13 and I, I, I just used it to facilitate writing songs. It wasn't that I wanted to become a kind of, you know, a virtuoso. Yeah. Um, it was just a, a means to an end for me. Um, and so I, I, I guess I always really wanted, wanted to be in a band, but no one, I never found, that the things I never found people to be in a band with, and I just realized that, well, if, if you know, I could wait for the perfect, you know, drummer or whatever it is to turn up, or I could just, start doing it myself and I think I've always been that kind of a person mm. of just not really wanting to ask for help mm. or guidance of just wanting to pioneer it my, myself it, like it's probably also being a control freak you know I, I remember having colouring in books as a child and Nick my twin would always like try and colour them in and if he went kind of a millimetre outside the line it was just kind of like rained hell down on him so so yeah it was just I guess I learned because no one else was doing it for me. Right. And I kind of I kind of accepted that as a challenge. Do you think that that's a um a feminine approach to 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 take the initiative to learn it by yourself? I don't I don't know whether I mean it's really it was really interesting when you first kind of mentioned to me the, the concept of this kind of project and I was like it's funny that you should want to talk to me because I feel so unfeminine, um, in a way. Um, I, I feel I don't. F I mean, I don't feel like a boy either. 
but I don't think, I mean, I've always sort of been the boy because, you know, I grew up as a twin and there was two examples of a human being that were easily comparable to one another. Mm-hmm. One was a boy and one was a girl and the boy was incredibly feminine mm-hmm. and the girl was very, I guess, traditionally masculine. Mm. So I've never really felt feminine, but then, but then saying that I guess women do, a lot of women do kind of have a, a habit of doing stuff themselves because they don't want to necessarily ask for help because maybe it's seen as like a, a weakness or something. Yeah. I don't know. Um, well, I think in that, if I might unpack that quickly, I think, um, <laughs> uh, what I mean by feminine is not necessarily gendered. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm, I, I have a difficult, well, difficult, un, not difficult, I have an unusual relationship to femininity, sexuality, gender. Yeah. I think everybody does if they look hard yeah. enough. And, um, and uh, but I think within us all is this balance in either direction of fa- feminine and masculine yeah. traits. And I'm interested in, in the dominance of the masculine traits within, within all things. Yeah. But particularly in, because Catherine Marks this morning was saying that she felt like, um, she felt, felt very stupid every time she made a mistake yeah, when she was learning to engineer. And I was like, I relate to that. I feel stupid if I make it. I go bright red. I feel stupid if I yeah. make a mistake on the guitar. Even if I say something that's silly, yeah. I feel silly. I feel I feel ready to be accused of being silly a lot. That's really interesting. But that's probably one of the main reasons why I work alone. Ah. Um, I mean, obviously, I, I say that, and I have co-produced my record with with a man. Yeah. But I mean, we have a very close relationship. It's kind of almost like a like a brother. But in terms of you know, I would ne- I would never really want to go and work with a with a superstar producer in that environment because I I probably like you I would feel if I made a mistake I would I would feel um, like a like a silly or like a fraud or yeah. or like that they wouldn't take me seriously because I didn't understand a certain like you know they'd start talking about a compressor that I didn't really understand how it worked or yeah so that's probably one of the reasons actually why I. Because if you do it alone, you can make mistakes in in private, and yeah, it's fine. Yeah. There's one other thing that I I because I, 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 our, our right our music's very different, obviously, and our, and I understand that our writing style is very different. Do you, and I don't even know if this is relevant to, to to the way that you're making music, but I feel a sort of like sadness if I release a you know I play a song live and then it's out there and it's on YouTube, some hardcore fan puts it up and then it's another year and a half until it's on the record. And I feel sadness that that song doesn't oh, have I hate its contact. That. Yeah. I hate that. Do you, do, do, do you foresee an album having a, a, a cohesiveness? I definitely, you know, I worked really hard to make sure that, I mean, I didn't, I didn't write 10 songs and just kind of put them in any order. I really tried to, I mean, the way that I consume music is that I listen to records back to front. Like, well, front to back. Mm. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Um, I, I don't really listen to singles. Um, I, if I like an artist, I will buy, I will literally buy their record, like generally on vinyl, yeah. and I will sit down and I will listen to it from start to finish. And that will probably be all I, if I like it, all I listen to for two weeks, three weeks, a month. And then maybe I'll move on to something else and I will dip back in and. You know, on Spotify, whatever it is, 
listen to kind of my favourites from from that record as a whole. But generally, I consume it in. I have a very passionate relationship with that record mm. for a very short time. It's kind of like a fling. Mm. I have a fling with the record. Yeah, I know. I, 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 um, I'm kind of overeat and kind of become obsessed by it. Um, so I was very conscious when I was building mine, even though obviously there were chunks of it already out there to make sure that from start to finish it feel it feels as if that was always the order it should have been in even though people have sort of been delivered it in in a different yeah. order yeah, yeah. and that hopefully by doing that and putting that out into the world that that will erase the order that yeah people, that people are already them. familiar with mm. and in a way i mean Hopefully there will be so many more people that will discover it other than just the people who know the the songs and love the songs already. So there's I for some people it will be. Yeah, that's that is not the gonna order. change in music, I don't think, the, the, the impact of an album of a body yeah. of work. Because there's been you know, I've thought a lot about why forty five minutes you know, it's not even forty five minutes, it's like thirty seven minutes is the yeah, idea of time. And what you know? Why should that be? And especially if we don't consume it generally, why we don't have to consume music on vinyl, mm. so it doesn't. We're not constricted to that time anymore. I've fallen because I've been travelling so much. I've fallen by the wayside of listening to records start to finish because I don't have a record player at the moment because yeah. I travel so much, and I really miss it. I think the most inspired I ever was was when I had a tactile relationship with music in that way. Yeah. I think for me I would definitely agree with you and one of the difficult things about spending a long time making a record as I have done by kind of current standards is that you when you're making a record you're not listening as right, much right and so actually I really found the last six months very difficult because I wasn't falling in love with music that wasn't was that wasn't mine yeah if that makes sense and that I had that's true that it's either or isn't it you're either like well you you have to be listening because you have to on the way home or whatever it is be listening to yours and writing lyrics and especially if you're thinking about the production as well because someone else is producing it then you can just write it and kind of obviously you'll have an opinion on it but it's very different to be kind of opinion if you're the person making those changes yeah and once you learn to actually learning to produce is kind of horrible in one sense in that you listen to music completely differently yes that's a very analytical self-analytical process that you're going through yeah and then yeah so um we have marika hackman has hackman has joined us and 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 shura has been making a record how long have you been making a record two two years two 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 <laughs> Um, no, no, two years. Two years, and Lady M, you're making record number two. In like two days. Yeah, because yeah, you're doing it all live, so it's happening quite quickly, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. well, we had a session, we've done half of it yeah. in a couple of weeks. Do you feel like you are taking more control, creative control, this time round? And I'm not saying that you're taking that away from Charlie Andrews, who's a genius, but do you have more of a voice, do you think, now? Um, I don't know, I feel like I definitely had a lot of creative control for the first one. Yeah. Um, but it's just a very different kind of creative control. And also working with other musicians and having to arrange everything as in like parts and stuff definitely makes me feel like I am doing more, mm. certainly pre-going into the studio, which is a weird feeling. Mm. Um, I have to think about stuff a lot more. Are you more interested in fidelity, which is a word I've just enjoyed saying earlier today? Um, wait, but that's, just, that's qual the quality of the sound, right? Forgive me. Yeah, fidelity, yeah. My fidelity is, 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 is yeah. 
Um, I think I'm conscious of it in the sense that I don't want it to be too slick. Like I'm, I'm very aware that I want it to sound quite kind of a bit all over the place, a bit more energy and a bit more fun and not focus too much on getting everything perfect mm. and sort of that first record's really um it's got like an ethereal sense because everything has been controlled so much whereas this is like shoving five people in a room and playing well two rooms and playing all together and just dealing with what comes out of that rather than thinking about that beforehand mm. i suppose i like that approach yeah it's fun and you get a lot more like weird stuff like people laughing and screaming and making yeah and that's what I used to love when I, like when I used to listen to records which to me and Shira were talking about listening to records when you get to hear the penny fall or, you know like yeah. something fall in the room the penny drop <laughs> <laughs> um, that's fantastic to me and, but then because I as you, again as you said like I have to release so much I have no like I just it out yeah and so because I, mm -hmm. I can't wait around for it uh, so I have like this awe of people who can spend two years making a record. I just don't have the patience to do that. I didn't have the choice in a way though. <laughs> I mean, I, if I could have done it sooner, I absolutely would have done. It was that was just how long it, it took. It took me. But, but I'm really jealous of 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 your like this approach that you're taking with this record of, yeah. of your last record and probably of all of them really like with just approaching it as a as a, a live musician like recording a moment rather than recording a song. Right. Do you not consider yourself a live musician? Well, in when I'm playing live, I do, but it's but even then, that's so different to um, how it would be if that's the way I wrote. So there's a lot of stuff that I'm having to take out because I can't physically play all of it right, live, right. and I don't want to have countless tracks on backing. Like We do use some backing, but that's something that I really don't like about my live show, and it's something that I want to eventually change. and. Um, you know, I'd, I'd love to go in and, and spend kind of six months writing and then do what it is that you're doing and play yeah. with, with humans, yeah. like all at once, yeah. rather than just being solitary. Yeah. Yeah. What it's do you think fun. has stopped you from doing that? Just that no one will play with me. Oh, I'll play with you. <laughs> but that's why. I, but that's why I've you know I've re you know reached out to people like Marika and said like can we jam because you I never had that me. experience. Have you watched Secret Life of Five Year Olds? Yes. No, I need to. It's so sweet because it, we're basically. I feel this to me too, and I was. I, I've been talking to Andy about dealing with the rejection of doing this podcast. You know, like the rejection of people doing this podcast, and um, I feel like. I feel like a four-year-old who somebody said, no, you can't play with me. Like, it's as simple as that. I'm just playing that out. You know, that you keep doing that all your life. Again, you know, sometimes people do play with me and that's nice. That's not good. Sometimes, sometimes, people, sometimes you play with people and you're like, this is not fun as well. So Yeah. I hope that's not you have got good toys. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sometimes you don't want people to play with you. <laughs> playing with Marika isn't that fun. <laughs> <laughs> Crikey. No, we're having fun. Yeah, no, it's fun. Right? It's fun to Yeah, you. no, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Again, though, that's something Sorry. I've never really done. Yeah. That, like, yes. the idea of, like, yeah. jamming is something that absolutely terrifies me. Why? And why was it easy with Shura? So, the reason it scares me is because I don't, I don't think I can play well enough to just do that. As in, when I come up with guitar parts and things like that, I think about them first and I sort of construct them mm -hmm. and learn them and then I can play them but be, <laughs> being in a room with a load of amazing musicians um, having that pressure and then having to come up with something on the spot is really scary. 
Do you not think that you're an amazing musician? That's quite a hard question to answer without um, coming across like a massive asshole. Yes, but this is interesting. Women don't, are very afraid, I think, of coming across as an arrogant asshole. All yeah. people are. Nobody wants to like claim themselves brilliant. But I think that there is a little... I've noticed a, a gap in, in women's approach in this way um, that they... The fact that you channel music in the way that you do and you play and you write in the way that you are makes yeah. you an amazing musician. Well, um, and and the, 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 the way that you compose and the, the, the consistency with the music that you make in its tone makes you an amazing musician, not that I don't know how you feel about being a musician. Yeah. And I struggled for a long time with this, like not feeling like I wasn't a musician, mm. but I am. You know, um, and I'm a good one because I'm able to channel it in this particular way. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think uh, making this last record and it's all female musicians um, who I would say are, are kind of more able guitarists and things than me. So they've been coming up with lines and throwing them on and that's been really exciting and given me confidence to start trying things out as well. Yeah. It feels a bit more kind of even. I'm not a singer. I, I sing because no one else, again, no one else will do it if I don't. Right. Because I've written the song, right. So I don't feel like a... Like I have an amazing voice. It's just like no one, like my twin brother was not this wasn't in the right register for him, and <laughs> and no one would play with me. And so I just I I've I discovered a voice. Yeah. Like it wasn't brilliant, but I I found I knew what I couldn't do. I couldn't do what Mariah Carey could do or Whitney Houston. Yeah. So I did this other thing that was very very different, but I just made it work for myself. Well, that's like that's what that's what's brilliant about music is that like um, I, I've noticed of late just don't know why but recently that there's a difference between athleticism and athletic approach to music where you're emulating and you know using expressing those muscles like lifting weights and then there's this like intuitive um, natural course yeah. artistic course I think it's a lot more creative yeah I think anyone who's drawn to be creative when they're starting out, they're not going to have a good grasp of their instrument. They're just going to be trying to make something. Yeah. Which is when you find out your limitations and you sort of grow within that space. Mm. I took a particular interest in Marika's first album response because I heard her album and I was like, holy shit, it's going to change everything. Like, this is amazing. Like, it's going to take over the world. And, um, and I was so surprised. Like I do, it got a really good response. That, and I don't know me like like. No, yeah, but it out. definitely like, it didn't, didn't take over the world. <laughs> but you you want it that way. You definitely want it that way. But I I I, I was so shocked by how people responded to your schooling yeah. and your look. How did you feel about it? Well, I was angry. I was pissed off. Mm. I thought it was just unfair and irrelevant. And mm. no one was focusing on what I'd spent a long time doing, and instead focusing on stuff from six years prior yeah which is odd yeah also having in that time put out uh like three e or four eps yeah in that space of time as well they were still banging on about where i went to school and yeah. other associations with certain fashion brands i, I do think that like female musicians are ex exoticized in a way that mm. male musicians mm -hmm. aren't and so that when you're presented to the world and one of the first ways in which you're presented is with a body of work you know people don't really take you seriously as a musician until you have your first album yeah and women much more so than men not exclusively are presented as a like a, a product a thing to 
to be analysed, whether it's what it have you know, the co- the colour that you dye your hair, yeah. whether or not you have makeup, or whether you what, what it is that you're wearing, where where you went to school, in a way that I don't think that a male musician doing the same thing that you did would have mm. had quite with quite the same kind of multifaceted analysis. analysis yeah. I think mm. I think I think the best way of summing this up is like without without going too dark down the rabbit hole because I could I, I, I felt I felt very impassionately angered by how you were portrayed. Yeah. Um and how little people paid attention to how important that record was. You know, and again, no more compliments for you. Much. <laughs> I've already um, clocked like four so I'm writing them down right now. Um I, I mean I remember going through that when I was a young artist. Not that mm. we're we're not far apart in age, but um uh, before I had a strong sense of what I could and couldn't agree to, yeah. I, I would put in makeup and shot yeah. and t- shot by video, I mean, uh, or camera. And uh, so uncomfortable and it's so unrepresentative unrese- yeah. of me. I've had a lot of caffeine as, <laughs> as, as an artist. And, um, and I thought, ah, oh, she's going to have to learn to say no mm. to that. Which and I that, have now. Yeah, but, but that I, like, wasn't in your nature at that time. No, well, yeah, I was like just starting out and I kind of thought, you know, any anything that comes my way is probably a good opportunity and I probably, these people know what they're talking about. Yes, put me in a leather skirt after I've told huh? you in an email that I don't wear skirts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, oh, okay. And they sort of coerce you into doing things. Cause they, and I was there on my own for that particular shoot. Um, didn't have any team with me or anything like that. So I was just like, nothing else about 19. I just kind of like, okay, yeah. I'll just do it. But now I don't. But even even now, like I'm just like end of last year, I went to do a thing for a magazine, and this is when I had like my blue hair, <laughs> which I stole. Which you stole. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then and then I um was like, this is good because they're not going to try and make me some sort of weird sixties folkster, which just seems to be the, the attitude everyone wants to take with me. Went in and they were still trying to put my hair in a beehive. And I was like, are you kidding me? And I was like, no, you're not going to do this. And then um, we're trying to put me in a dress. And then instead they just took off my denim jacket and gave me another denim jacket. And oh, I was like, so why can't I wear my own? Yes, why can't I feel more comfortable in it? It's nicer. Um, has anybody ever tried to impose an image on you? Have you always had quite a strong sense of... I had like, I mean, I'm a bit older than you. And also coming to my first record slightly older than either of you would have done and I think that's been really a luxury actually mm-hmm. because I have you know a stronger not saying that you wouldn't necessarily have had a sense of what it is that you weren't you didn't want to do but I had a being the character that I am and being the age that I am have a really strong sense of um, in terms of image yeah. what I'm comfortable with. Not necessarily with interviews, some people can ask me questions and I always feel like I need, I must answer them, even if it's something I don't necessarily want to cover. Yeah. Just because I have to, kind of eager to please in that way. But when it comes to image, absolutely not. I'm, I'm kind of, Very sure. will not. Um, you know, I've had really difficult, um, <laughs> not difficult in the grand scheme of like the world problems, but kind of um, terse moments with stylists who are kind of wanting to put me in kind of a, a jacket with rose roses coming out of the bright red and pink and and I'm like I would not wear that and can I wear this and then being like no and I'm like but you bought it so why can't yeah. I wear it and they're like what I don't like that? it when I've been on those kind of shoots and I have had a, a buffer yeah um of the male variety yeah they almost I've seen them feeling quite awkward like yeah. as in, it's kind of a bit like well I, like because generally the stylists are women and they'll be like mm. you girls go and you just sort that out yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. kind of like no no 
I don't want to wear the leather skirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, another thing that I think is like a really horrible situation to be put in um, and is a big like confidence knocker and it's kind of hard to continue and feel like empowered mm. in a shoot when you've handed all of, all of your sizes over like a week mm. earlier yeah, yeah. and they still bring yeah, sample yeah, size yeah. clothing yeah, and, it, and give it to you to try on in front of a group of people and you have to walk back out and say, it doesn't doesn't I fit. I can't wear anything. Wear trousers. Yeah, it's always the trousers. I'll never do trousers. Like I bring my I bring my own trousers yeah. Yeah. because I'm just I don't want to go through that. No, like, yeah. sweating whilst trying right. struggling to do a top button. It's just like not. And I'm feeling incredibly uncomfortable. Oh, that's like because the reason I bring this up is because this is interrupted you doing your music. Like, like to me, this has interrupted you. This kind of conflict that's mm. unnecessary. Why are we doing these? Like. Why is it expected of us to do that? You are a product, aren't you, I suppose. You, mm. you, you don't write music because you think, I want to be a product that is sold to people, but you you have a, you know, to get into the boring side of it, you have a product manager. When I when I first met my product manager, I thought we were designing, she would design my merch. Honestly, that's what I thought. I was like, right. we will talk about merch. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, that you're, the, you're the product. I never thought <laughs> You're the product. And yeah. I think what you, what you said all about it sort of being a distraction is really because it's, it's 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 almost not a serious it can disempower you but it's it's almost not not always that it's yeah. not always as strong as that but it is distra- there are so many things that distract you from your process mm-hmm. even if you don't really understand what it is that is your process mm. so. yeah well I think that's that's pretty good you guys cool I think we got some good shit there great anything you want to add. Mm-hmm. Deathly yeah. um, Thanks, for, like thanks for playing with me. Words. Okay. Oh, I want a fag. Um, Shira, thank you so much. No, thanks. It was really nice to chat with you. Yeah.